But anyways, this one word that we kind of, it kind of was thematic for our group um, is uh, Hanani. Hanani means I'm open. Mm. Here I am. Do with me what you will. May your will be done. And so everywhere we went, that was in the mind, Hanani. Uh, you know, at the wall, yeah. in the tomb, yeah. in, in the Galilee, and wherever, Hanani. Show me as I'm here what you want to show me. Speak to me what you want to speak to me. Yeah. You know, uh, reveal to me what you want to reveal to me. Uh, and I think that that's such a universal understanding, you know, to just being open yeah. to what he wants to say, to what he <coughs> wants to bless you with, to what, to how he wants to use you, uh, you know, on and on and on. You know, it's a, a, it's a challenge because, um, the first creation, man and woman, you know, Hurt God. Spirit of the Lord was moving on the earth. They they encounter His presence, and uh, they still disobeyed. So disobedience is almost telling God, uh, "You don't know what you're doing." Right. Right. Uh, I won't not, be God. Not that I don't care what you're doing. It's two different things. It's uh, you don't know what you're doing. I I know better than you. Let me be God. Yeah. You know, and uh, we continue that pattern in life, all of us, uh, especially uh, why we started this ministry rebrand, because of people who have been prodigals, sons and daughters who knew of God and had a had a basic knowledge of God. We have been there. But we told him that. Said, no, I, I know better than you. Uh, my my ways are better than your ways. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and just, uh, I, I imagine being in a place like that, you know, you're saying, man, how dumb we have been especially here that mm. most of us have just the word and most of us um, don't read the word. Yeah. They just let someone read it to us yep. on Sunday and we don't open it every day. And um, Forgive us, Lord. So, so we just tell them, you don't know what you're doing. Every day we keep on telling him, Every day we go we go this way and he says go that way, we tell him, You don't know what you're doing. And that's been in, 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 in my since I really surrendered my life to God. It's like I was praying, I was going to Lafayette uh Tuesday I had a meeting in Lafayette. Tuesday Wednesday. Wednesday I had a meeting in Lafayette this week. And uh, and I'm going through a 90-day challenge back again. I, I rewind it and st restart it again because I have two y youth 
in Fort Wayne that they want. They, I, I've been meeting with them, at least one of them, and I and I and so it's like, can I study the Bible with you? Well, I'm going through this 90 day. Do you want to go through it with me? It's like, yeah, okay, let me restart it. I'm behind anyways, <laughs> so I restarted. I'm, I'm probably a day or two behind again, uh, but just rereading. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, I'm in numbers again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I think I went all the way to Joshua and I went back again in the past two months <laughs> uh, or month and a half. And, you know, God gives all these rules and laws and regulations uh, just to prove to us that we really don't know what we're doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows what's best for us, but uh, uh, you know we we keep on we keep on lying to ourselves. Right. We keep on lying to ourselves and thinking that no, I'm uh, uh, this is gonna give me the results that I want, and uh, that's not true. You know, it's it's. Uh, I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day and just thinking of these things. It's like. What's the definition of insanity? You know, <laughs> keep on doing what you're doing, expecting a different result. Right. You know, keeping doing what we're doing, expecting a different result is like. Um, so on my drive to to Lafayette on Wednesday, uh, I'm listening to the because I'm I, I'm I'm listening to the scripture. I'm not reading it. I'm listening to it. It's 90 days, and I got 1.5 speed. So I'm like. I want to get it done, and, and you 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 can get some of it, especially if I do it four times a year. So I'm listening to the scripture and listening to all of this, and I'm like, God, will you please remove my will? Uh, I don't want free will. Mm-hmm. I'm tired with free will. Mm-hmm. Will you make me a robot? Would you make me? To have your will only. I, I'm done with my will. You know, I, I'm like, I, you know, not questioning. And I, I'm, I'm thanking him. Thank you for free will. But uh, you should have made me with only one will. The will to love you, to respect you, to honor you, to serve you. To live for you, only for you. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's the stage of where I am in my life. It's like I'm done. I'm tired of just doing, pleasing myself, my desires, my wants, my my likes, um, what I need, what I want, what I desire. Um, And just, you know, I'm like, even maybe I'm running out of time. Maybe my last day is tomorrow, God. Let me live for you today. Let me do whatever it takes. You know, that... That thing that, that, you know, I have been intentionally at Chick-fil-A telling the, 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 the person that hair, Jesus loves you. And I, I don't know if you believe in church or not, but here, here, here's where I go to church. Yeah. If you want to come in and fellowship with us, you know, you know, it's I've forgotten what it is to tell someone, hey, you know, Christ loves you because I preach on Sundays. Mm. Mm. And 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 I've forgotten to 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 just invite people, do the outreach myself, because I want other people to do it for me or with me, but not 
I don't know if I'm making sense, but no. but it's that 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 I'm like so so this week is like Wednesday. I've been like everyone that I encounter is like, hey, if 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 I don't have another chance to tell you, and God's putting people, you know, yesterday at the mall with my wife and my daughter and my mother-in-law. There's a young girl that uh, used to visit us in the church. Um, and she recognized us, and uh, so she comes over and it's like, "Hey, we moved from that church, but we're we're in this place now." But in the beginning, I wasn't. I was just say hi, bye, and I forget, and then like I get convicted. I'm like, "You're not even inviting them to come in fellowship with you again." Yeah. So I'm like, "Hey, I don't know what you're doing, but we moved from church. I know we lost contact, you know." And and then we go to Chick Fil A, and and I'm the same thing, and it's like, "Hey." Here's a card, an invitation for you and for a friend of yours. Yeah. And I don't know what you're doing on Sundays. I'm for sure you're not working because Chick-fil-A closes on Sundays. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that need of we need to speak more and more about him. Yeah. Of what he's done for us and what he's doing through us and in us and with us. And it, but we've forgotten because we say no. I, I'm I'm busy. I'm busy. I got a message to prepare. I got I got I got a class to teach. I got a worship to lead. I I have a I have yeah. family to to feed. So I got to work and and uh, and there's people walking around us, you know, waiting or hoping that someone will speak to them and. And just give them a, a word and say, hey, keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. Don't give up. Yeah. And, and not even inviting them to church, but just loving on them right there where they are. It's like, hey, thank you. Thank you. You didn't have to serve me this meal the way you did as a waitress, but you you did. Uh, you are so awesome. Yeah. You're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a creation of God. But we've, we, you know, we... So it's like, that's why where I am in my life is like, take my wheel away. <laughs> because I, if you don't serve me the right water or the right drink, now I'm upset. Yeah. And now it, it's all about me. And, yeah. and I, I'm preaching about marriage tomorrow in, at church. And it's like grabbing the scripture from Philippians 2. It's like, you know, don't look at someone for, you know, uh, with envy and, and don't 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 you know don't just it look at someone so they can please you but what can you do to do for them and you know you you you, mu you must serve them you must love them uh, and uh, i believe that the more we die to ourselves and we live for christ the more he gives us in a sense because He's not a bad father. The more my, my I mean, uh, we've talked about my kids and, and, you know, it's like, I don't care how bad they do. I'm going to do whatever it takes yeah. that they know that I am here for them. And no matter how bad they, 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 they messed up, that I'm going to be here as a father for them and I'm going to love them and I'm going to. I'm going to give everything for them, regardless if I agree or disagree with their lifestyle or whatever they're doing. And then I think, well, is that how you would see me? Mm. Yeah. That no matter what I do, how how bad I messed up, 
That's why we, we started this prodigal son and daughter ministry rebrand because we have been changed and we and we're still daily being changed <laughs> and daily being transformed and 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 and, and one trip 11 days in in, in And Israel changes a lot of your perspectives and your Complete views of, of how you see church. Mm. Complete transformation. You know, and, and just a little bit of reading the Bible again and again tells you, hey, man, stop living for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, God, I, I, I want to do your will, not mine. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I want you to share a little bit, and we'll share a little bit about you know where I am with with the church and and what God's doing here. But I, you know, even even times at, at your your dad's um, uh, you know life celebration for me was like, wow, yeah, you know this is awesome. That's my one regret of of the trip, man. I, I wasn't <laughs> able to make it to that. You know, this is awesome how. You know how you hear and and you see men of God yeah. walk this path, not perfect, but but just the stories that we heard and 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 uh, you know here here was was for me the biggest challenge. It's like it's like I gotta step up my game with Christ so I can see him one day. Mm. You know, I and and that's that's I think that's the joy or the hope for a Christian. Yeah. That we we live faithfully to God. But um and so we can see God and we can see those loved ones again. Yeah. yeah. So but but share with us uh, how you doing? How how you feeling? How's how, you know how's how's I know it's I I don't think can't I, even understand what you're going through I I, I can't say I understand you because I don't sure uh I'm, we're just here for you with you yeah yeah I don't I'll I'll share context and the story because I don't th think I've shared I I know I've shared that my dad passed away two years ago um but. Uh, Um, dad, mom had always wanted, so we've always done, um, uh, vacation Bible schools in Costa Rica and, and that's been always, um, something that God has put on my mom's heart and down it, she would, it all started in the town she grew up. She'd do it there once a year. And that was my summer vacation as a vacation down to Costa Rica slash mission trip. And I'd be stuck in this little every, town every year. Yeah, Ever since, since yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've been here 26 years, something like that, and I <laughs> think out of those 26, I now have not gone uh, three years, three, four years. Wow. Um, I'm hoping that I still go this year. Um, really want to see my family. Um, but uh, so that was like s summer, be down in Costa Rica in what was mostly a very boring town. Um, just up in the count country farm, um, sugar cane, uh, macadamia fields, and coffee. Um, so nothing is going on after like dark. Like once yeah. seven hits and it's starting, get, it's, there's nothing to do. Yeah. Um, so when I was younger, it was fun because my cousins were there. Um, but like as like a 
I started into the teenage years, they're either in school. So whereas like in the, over there elementary school, it's only like half days. So you either went in the morning and then you had the afternoon after off or flipped the next day, you went into the afternoon. So I would at least have most of the day I would be with my cousin except for a few hours. So we'd play, we'd have fun. Um, but then when uh, they got older, they either dropped out of school and they're working or they moved away. So got a little more boring um, hanging out with my grandma and my aunt was cool and everything, but <laughs> not as fun. <laughs> but the VBS was kind of a big part of it, prepping for it, actually doing it. So that's what was my vacations uh, for many, many years until probably around... 2021 i would help my mom for a week and then i would take an extra week off and go explore costa rica um so but over the last uh, five years ten years mom started doing it twice a year we would use this uh, farm property that's not ours but we get to use it um and we use this giant stable that was used initially this farm was uh cattle farm it was uh, for bulls that were used for um, bull riding so this is what the stable is, but no longer being used for that because it got purchased for ministry. Um, so we're in the stable, giant stable, and kids' <coughs> classes going, and it's very, like, everything is open. So it's it's not like, oh, kids are in this room, and it's padded carpet, and it's nice. No, like, we're literally... In the stables. Stables. <laughs> um, but it was always a blast. God taught me so much through that. Um, just learning to be grateful for yeah. what I have and seeing the gratitude in kids. And they had much less the joy and the peace that they, they had. And they had much less than I did. And it just, yeah. it, I, I think it happens on every mission trip, like any mission trip I've been on. Like I receive more than I ever give. Yeah. to these people yeah, yeah to, to people not these people to people um what, what's the i didn't mean to cut you off but what what's the what's the religious culture in costa rica uh, like were you catholic a minority? protestant catholic, catholic, catholic okay. protestant so um the town is catholic okay. um so okay. there's there's resistance at times from the the priest um mm-hmm. you know there's been times where the priest has said you can't if you go to this vacation Bible school, I don't know what the consequence is, but there's some consequence or um, it was discouraged. Um, there's been, you know, a little more aggressive, you know, um, uh, alt- I don't call altercation, but more friction at yeah. in certain times um, where they wouldn't let us because they had connections with uh, a facility that we use. They told the people, hey, you come to our, uh, our church do not let them use it. Yeah. So now we're out of a building that we're planning to use next week and we're right. scrambling to, you know, and um, and all we're just trying is just share the gospel and, and bless people, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is something that years to years my mom has been doing and, and, and dad never really wanted to build in that town because it's, there's nothing much there. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for my family, I'm not going there. Um, but, this year it's 2019 i think right around there um dad tells my mom i'll go down and i'll start the the building project that you want um it's a little like a small warehouse two-story kind of uh setup it's not a house it's just a place where we can 
send goods, clothing, toys, school supplies, because we, we were sending them down to Costa Rica, but they're being stored at the farmhouse, and this farmhouse, like, water's getting in, there's bugs getting in, animals yeah. getting in, so, like, stuff's yeah. getting destroyed. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And, and Dad was like, you know, I'll take up your dream that you want, and I'll, I'll go down and start preparing. So um, the first six months of the year, um, Dad is first so dad comes in um january around there mom's Costa Rica. dad has a heart attack um i'm the only one here with mom oh with my sister so i was kind of the person that was there with dad throughout that in a special time like i, I remember sitting there and the doctors talking to dad you know just going over the discharge information and i'm sitting there and i'm like this could have been my dad's last day this could be my last day mm. And out of that experience, God just reminds me, like, hey, one day at a time, live one day at a time. And I, every time I shared with my dad after that, it was intentional. Like, I wanted to make sure I was valuing, and, and it wasn't just my dad, but my mom too, you know. And uh, so that happened. Dad leaves around February. Doctor's like, you're fine if you want to travel. You know, you just had a minor heart attack. You, I think you're good. And, you know, after a month, he gets cleared. Dad goes down to Costa Rica, starts the paperwork. It's a long process. Like, you go to the office, office, they tell you, oh, no, you have to go to this office and get this paperwork first. Then you get to that office, like, no, we don't do that here. And then it's just like, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, but we need more money, right? They know we're live here. So, like, there's yeah. a little bit of, I don't want to say it's, it's, it's a little bit of, like, this is how long it takes, but if you slip us a little something, we <laughs> might be able to get it and that kind of stuff. And yeah. my parents didn't want to, my parents wanted to do it right so it was a process right and sometimes they're dragging their feet um so four months in dad's down there just headache after headache finally get the, the, the everything approved dad comes back for a month um to see us to see luca lauren's pregnant and they're about to travel mom and dad leave back um, that, uh, I remember it was a Sunday we went to a birthday party and this is like the last, one of the last vivid images that I have of my dad. Um, he's, uh, it's a, there's a pinata at this birthday party and you see all these little kids and then you see this old bald dude with his grandson in the pile with kids getting candy. <laughs> my dad and Luca, uh, he grabs Luca and he gets in the, the, the pinata pile. Um, and that, that day we go home and I remember I like told dad, I love you, bye. And then again, Luca did something that we did. I, I said bye to my dad three times that day. Mm. Hug, kiss, I love you, embrace. Um, three times and we leave, mom and dad leave to Costa Rica the next day. And uh, because now the project is actually starting, like they're breaking ground. There's uh, uh, someone that's doing the construction job. There's a team, yada, yada. Um, week later, mom comes back. And a day or so after mom comes back, dad starts getting sick. Um, but he's fine. He's just got like a bad cold, bad flu kind of thing. And um, that Thursday, mom calls me. She's like, Javier, I need to get back to Costa Rica. Your dad needs me. I'm like, mom, I just talked to dad like last night. He just seemed sick, but I think he's fine. She's like, no, give me a ticket. I was like, okay. So I get her a ticket for Saturday. And... Uh, Mom leaves Saturday morning, and Dad's getting a little worse. Um, and that Saturday, 
I get a call from my aunt. She's all frantic and stressed. She's like, Javier, they're, they're taking your dad to the hospital. He, he, they have to put him on auction, da, 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 da. Uh, I was like, okay. Um, and mom's on a plane, and she has no idea. She's mm-hmm. about to land, and dad's going to be in a hospital. Um, and this is in the middle of COVID. <sighs> so, um, you know, mom's already worried on this. And, and so she lands there. I think her message. So I think I was able to contact her and just let her know, hey, dad's in the hospital. And so m- mom's trying to get a hold of dad to see where he's at. He gets transferred to a certain hospital. He ends up coming up uh, positive. So they have to transfer him to another hospital where they have all the COVID patients. And mom's trying, dad was like, hey, I, I need food. They haven't fed me because everything that's going on, dad is um, slightly diabetic. And, and so he needs food. So mom's trying to get him food in an iPhone charger because in the transfer he doesn't get it so but mom's not gonna be able to see him mom Mm -hmm. gets to the hospital that they're transferring dad out of and as she gets there they uh they're actually transferring dad at the same time she gets there so like she's able to see my dad at a distance just the timing was like mom had just flown in three hours before she has to drive about two hours to this hospital um so like the timing was was god's timing like you that was she had no control when they moved him so she walks in they're like walking them out and she's like hey can i talk to my husband they're like yeah but you can't get close all this stuff and so mom and dad have just a few minutes there mom gets to see dad she prays for him at distance reads the bible to him and uh he gets some food and and then charger and, and that was saturday um sunday doctors were like hey he's maybe getting a little better um that was like saturday night or sunday one of those two days um but then like sunday night another doctor calls and like hey your husband's he's not getting any better like just a indifferent attitude um a little bit of a harsh attitude dad had not gotten vac- vaccinated so he was there was definitely some pushback from the doctors like eh, you didn't help yourself so why should we help you kind of attitude um and uh so that that's happening and you know we're like i can't be there i can't I'm, I'm, my mom's in costa rica i can't even be there for her my dad's in costa rica i can't even be there like um lots going on and uh, lauren's pregnant and that monday night uh i shared this uh, that monday night dad uh calls us and uh sorry is that tuesday night tuesday, tuesday night. night tuesday night dad calls us so yeah the monday nights when the doctor's like hey your husband's not doing great you know i don't think we can do anything from kind of attitude and um tuesday night dad calls and we're on a group call and then dad said hey uh you know the doctors are telling me i don't have much time left so i just want to call you guys and talk to you guys and i i, I remember reading the passage in ezekiel um 37 valley of dry bones in psalm uh 33 and psalm 33 talks about um how a king can have uh uh soldiers and horses but if god isn't with him all that strength you know isn't gonna help you all that protection isn't gonna protect you it is god who protects us so i read that and I, i i always have to read this word for word because i think details are 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 specific and it's in spanish but i'll translate it but i read that to my dad 
those two passages. Yeah. And my dad's response was, I have peace. You guys have peace. Keep trusting in God. Keep declaring that word. I love you guys. Wow. And it was, it, it stuck with me. Like, I didn't write it down in a moment. Like, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I just, it stuck with me. And um, that response, I was like, whoa. You know, and then, but, you know, we're like, Dad, we're going to keep praying. We're trusting God's going to heal you, you know. Um, people at the church are praying. Other people at other churches are praying. Like, um, not a lot of people knew that Dad was in the hospital, and that was kind of Mom's decision to, um, so, but some people did. And and uh, Wednesday, I don't know, one thirty, two in the morning, Lauren wakes me up. She's like, hey, your mom's been trying to call. Like, I, I hadn't heard my phone. Lauren heard her phone. She hands it to me. Mom's like, hey, the doctor's calling me. Your dad passed away. Mm. And, you know, I just remember sitting on the edge of my uh, bed, and it was just uh, just that, is this real life? You know, almost. Um, my dreaming. Yeah, just it's like numb life. feeling. <coughs> um, you know, just like it didn't hit. It, like I wasn't sad. I wasn't anything. It was just yeah. like numb. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I got to go find my sister. Like, it was, I just went into, what do I need to do yeah, mode? that mode, yeah. Um, like, okay, I got to I gotta take care of my sister next. And my sis older sister or younger? Younger sister, okay. eight years yeah. younger. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to call her and tell her, like, this is being really hard on my sis. Like, it's all hard on us, but just the bond my, my, my sister and my dad had. Like, um, so I, I drive to Plainfield, and as I'm driving there, um, so I'm going from Shelbyville to Plainfield. Did you post it on Facebook? Was it your mom? No one. Huh? No one. Hold on, no one. I'll tell you in a second. No okay. one did. I don't know how I got out. Yeah. But like we had it, it had to be, the only yeah, thing I can remember going. is like maybe someone in Costa Rica found out. Yeah. And someone here found out because of that post. But no one here locally knew. Or no one in the states knew. Um, and uh, so I'm driving out there. I get to my sister's apartment, and I call her. I was like, "Hey, uh, can you let me in?" And she's like, "Javier, where are you?" I was like, "I'm in Plainfield." She's like, "I don't live in Plainfield anymore." I was like, <laughs> "Oh gosh." <laughs> um, I was like. Oh, crap so she had moved and I, I just didn't know like it had just happened and she hadn't told me um <laughs> and so at uh, this point it's three four in the morning oh my gosh. she knows why i'm supposedly at her sub she nothing had, good happens that early in the morning you know she <laughs> she uh, she had uh, uh, a friend yeah, there and so she wasn't by herself um so you know i i i have to tell her and you know, she's obviously heartbroken. And and uh, we had been having prayer at our church at 5 a.m. starting that Sunday. Just church coming together and praying for Dad. Uh, and there's five, six people that were showing up. And so that Wednesday got called off. Um, but I was like, I'm still going to go. So I'm on in Plainfield. And uh, I'm driving I basically take Washington all the way, 70, and then Washington all the way through downtown and to the east side. And I was in my uh, my little uh, Ford truck that was Dad's, the Ford Ranger. 
And I remember just um, as I was driving through, I was just remember declaring and shouting, dry bones, come back to life. Mm. Like that was just, that, that Zico 37 was stuck in my head from the night before. And uh, I, as I look back, I was, I don't know as I was prophesying that. Mm. I mean, it had nothing to do with my dad. You know, so I was prophesying that from east to west. Yeah. Sorry, from west to east. Mm. Was I prophesying that over lives? And as I'm, as I'm, two years after this, I still don't know what that was about. But I just remember that, and then I remember getting call from Larry. Um, actually, I, I called one person um, before that, and that was the first person I told here. Um, good friend of my dad, Doctor Mike Elmore, and because um, I had to ask him something medical that mom wanted to. Or I had called him the night before and said, hey, mom wanted me to check with them if there's anything that we could tell the doctors, hey, from your area, of how you guys are dealing with it here, can help them there. He didn't answer. So he calls me next day like at 7, and that's the first person I talked to other than my um, wife and my mom wow. and my sister. And uh, so I, I just remember, sorry, prophesying that. I'm just yelling and like I'm just shouting, just like tears, crying, just like believing God, you will bring dry bones back to life. Like you can bring back my dad. But as I'm prophesying, I'm like declaring this. I I think back was was that for another purpose? Was that was I believing for dry bones to come back to life? And and I've seen people come back to church. I've seen people tell me, "Yo, I started reading the Bible again mm. because of." What happened to your dad? Like, you know, and, and so I that happened. I don't know what that was, but it happened. And, and then I, uh, driving back home, I went to church and I just prayed just by myself. Um, my dad had passed away, but I was just, I just wanted to show up still to God and, and just talk to God. And driving home, Larry Ralph, who was at the memorial, he calls me and he's just like a little kid, just bawling. I loved your dad. I can't believe this. And then I just remember going home and just uh, sitting. I sat so much that just outside, kids were still sleeping and just thinking. And then, I don't know, around 9 or 10, my phone just starts blowing up text calls from one person. And I was like, how do people even find out? Like, I, I don't know. No one's like, wow. we're, we're six, eight hours post. I found out. It's 10 in the morning, 9. I, I th The only people I told was my job. Like, hey, my dad just passed away. I'm not coming in. But I think it was someone in Costa Rica posted something. Yeah. I and then remember. it showed up on my dad's Facebook page. Yeah. That. And I think that's what kind of like. But I had like just people calling me and like crying. Yeah, like I, I didn't. I, I thought it was a fake. You know, I'm like, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I, I, I texted you. It's like, hey, is this real? Yeah. And then we talked. Yeah. And I, you know, and it was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, well, we, we couldn't believe it. I had a guy show up to my house. Barely. He had been to my house like once before, like four years ago. And he's like, I went to your parents' house. No one was there. I kept knocking. No one would answer. So I had to drive here because he didn't have my phone number he drove to my house like i see this wow. man just pulling down my driveway <laughs> i'm like what is going on and then i recognize who it is he's like 
please tell me it's not true. Yeah. I just get calls from people like just crying as if like their own dad just died. You know, like grown men just, Javier, please tell me this is like just in like desperation. Tell me, yeah. get me out of this. Like, tell me it's, yeah, this is not true. And, and so I'm just, mm. and in that process, people are sharing with me, you know, what dad meant to them. And, and I, this notebook is uh, a little bit of uh, notes about like my kids being born and, and, and dad um, in those days, just, and then I wrote, you know, what people would share about that. And, and then as I wrote also like what dad said that night. Um, and so that, that was kind of how it happened. It was sudden. Um, one of the reasons dad went back to Costa Rica, um, so soon is because during the four months that he was there trying to prep things paperwork wise and get everything cleared, um, the plans of the, the building and everything and the legal stuff, he was working with a few drug addicts or he was just creating relationship with some of these drug at a couple of drug addicts in that town um and in those four months one of them said yes i'll go to rehab and dad was able to uh, uh get him there the church helped he, he called some friends hey i got this guy this is how much it costs for him to go to the program da, 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 da. and but there's still one guy that was like in limbo when dad left and he wanted to come see us, but he also, hey, I have to get back. You know, he's this close from going back to rehab. And I don't I don't want to lose that momentum like God's been working in his life, and I want to be there for him. Um, and, and so that, uh, you know, that was dad's heart. Like, dad's heart initially was to do something that mom had always wanted to get done for the kingdom. But also, like, while he's there, he's just, he didn't need a pulpit to, to share the gospel, right? And so, like, he really wanted to get back. Um, and uh, and then some young people that my age or a little younger that I had seen through the VBS. And as we were both growing, I would see them. And, and, and so s there's one guy that uh, also had just strayed away. And God, dad, God was using dad to connect with him. And he was starting going back to church. And, and now he's uh, in church participating um, but it was all out of this process of being down there um, but yeah I, 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 on that Wednesday I'm just sitting there that Thursday I, I still haven't left my house um, it's just like okay this is real and you know what next I'm trying to figure out if I fly down to Costa Rica my mom ended up getting sick too so even if I go down the rules were so strict I couldn't yeah. even see my mom couldn't even be in the same house as her all this um, stuff that I was like mom I don't care like if I get sick I get sick it's fine like I I need to be there she's like no you need to stay and I'm like in conflict because also my wife is pregnant like mm -hmm. uh, the two most important women in my life my mom for 30 some years and then um my wife for the last 15 years right and just a struggle and I'm like torn I'm like some people are like you need to go like you know and then some I was like, ah, and so I just prayed. I was like, I need to stay here, and it was hard. But I, I later, someone called me. She's like, Javier, God wants you to know that you chose the right thing, and that was really comforting because it was hard to. Yeah. So, anyways, I remember that Friday. There's so many emotions. Um, I'm my mom's confidant, and so I'm having to deal with so much that comes after death. 
with my mom that she's just like emotionally vomiting out and I'm the one listening and I remember that Thursday I'm like listen to my mom and there's so much with marriage there's ups and downs pain good times bad times and all this is just kind of coming out my mom and I was like God please help me right now because I have to take my shoes off of being a son and I just have to be a friend right now because if I listen to this as a son, I'm gonna go off on my mom. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get hurt by the things my mom is expressing. She, nothing bad, but just things of past yeah. And, yeah. and that are coming out. Sure, it, it's a, it's an emotional time. Like, yeah, her perspective is different. She lost a husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. and she's like expressing like, why yeah. this? Why that? Why didn't your dad do this? Why, why, why did this happen? You know, going back to this and. 30 years before da 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 mm. and I'm just like God help me right now yeah. help me to be loving help me to be yeah loving. and then there's that there's just my own process um, and uh, every time I saw Luca I just start bawling because like Luca was dad's favorite person and dad's favorite person was uh, Luca's favorite person was dad you know vice versa that bond and, and just every time I like hug him it's like breakdown crying um, and uh, so I'm going through this and like did they treat my dad properly? The doctor didn't wasn't expressing any compassion, care. It's mm. just very indifferent. Like he was just another number, and um, you know, just another death. You're just indifferent. And so, like, did they kill my dad? Did they not treat him or take care mm-hmm. of him? Right. And I'm going through all this, and uh, I remember that Friday. I'm like in the like at the pinnacle of like just anger, like in my head. I'm like, I'm going down to Costa Rica. I'm going to use all my connections to find out who the doctor was and the nurses. And I'm going to find out, I'm going to start a campaign, try to get this on the news. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to destroy them. You know, I don't want to kill them, but I'm going to destroy their career. Like this is just like anger, brewing, 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 brewing. And I just remember God just touching my heart because this isn't out of my own nature. It's only God's word, but God just nudging me to just forgive. In that moment, I said, okay, God, I choose to forgive right now. If they didn't take care of my dad, if they didn't do what's right for him, I forgive them. You know, I just, how can I not forgive someone and accept God's forgiveness? That God just reminds me of often. Mm. You say, I love you. You believe that I love you and I forgive you, but you can't forgive someone. And now I'm, I'm having to put this of like, did somebody mistreat my dad? Yeah, to the point where he passes. Had someone done better for him, could he still be here? Mm-hmm. And I remember that day, I said, God, I'll let go of this. And I just, I, I don't know the doctor's name, but I said, every doctor, every nurse, if they did or didn't, if they didn't take care of him, I forgive them. And I let go. Um, and even throughout all this time of like struggling, I remember just a peace and a joy. And it sounded so cliche, as people would call me, but there is just this stillness. Yes, there are emotions in there. There's that moment of just, like, anger. But for the majority, especially at that moment where I said, God, I give this up, and I forgive them. I forgive them. There's such a peace and joy through this process. Still miss my dad, right? Like, I I still, I cry less. um, But there's some moments when I pull up to my driveway, and they'd always, that's often a point that hits me because I just remember seeing my dad's Jeep pull up 
and just seeing the Jeep from my front window. And then Luca getting really excited. So as I pull up to my driveway, like I remember that. Um, but uh, that happened. And it, Dad got sick the week they broke ground. Like they started the construction that week. Wow. Dad got sick and a week later dad passes. And then the next three months are just hard. Um, and that mom is having to go through this process by herself. Yeah. I can't be there. She's also having to handle this construction project. She's has no construction management experience, right? Things are not going perfectly. They're trying to steal from us, charge us more, and not install the stuff that we paid for. Da 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 da. The construction manager leaves, so now it's back to nothing and right. And so, and my mom is like, "Oh gosh, I'm, you know, my husband came for this, and now it's not even happening. He died as a consequence of." being here kind of thoughts yeah and so it was a it was a long process trying to handle that help my mom church here keep things going um it was hard and finally mom gets back to the states uh sometime in november december and it's kind of like restart from zero because now she has to go through the process of mourning in her regular life right <laughs> like coming home, my dad's not there. His, his mm-hmm. All yeah. the clothes, everything, dad, right? Like, yep. And like we have kind of moved a little bit forward because we've been in a regular day-to-day and we've gone through the process and mom's like kind of starting back here. So there's that challenge like being compassionate, loving, like, but I'm on step five and mom's on step one again. Like, yeah. uh, really, we have to go right and I understand her. I'm trying to learn. God's teaching me compassion and patience. Um, so that was a lot of story. Um, but well, we end up doing something small scale at the church. But it's COVID. And like there's still so much stuff. Mom's construction. Um, so we, we go two years without doing anything official. Mm. Um, praise God. The construction project got completed four five months ago officially done there's things that need to be done inside but it's completed Uh, and it's a blessing to see that Um, I haven't seen it with my own eyes but I've seen pictures of it but it's done it is it is completed Um, and and the the heart is just to bless people right Um, so now it's done like and and moms I think this was still like something mom's heart and still on my heart to do something more official and, and that's when mom reaches out to Eastern Star and they said yes we'll do and how about these dates and so nice. we ended up having a memorial service and um, it was weird to have a memorial service two years after my dad's passing like <laughs> I was telling someone was like oh, hey I'm gonna be busy on Friday um, we're having a celebration of life for my dad and I'm just like saying it very nonchalant maybe they relaxed just died. and they're like oh, oh my gosh like this was at work like one of <laughs> this, <laughs> this is one of my project managers and she's like, oh, my gosh, no, no, please, like, you know, t- I'm so sorry. Like, I'm like, no, it's okay. It happened two years ago. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. but, like, she's like, oh, but still, like, very understanding we had. I had a situation that happened that day with a patient. Um, but um, uh, it was weird to have it two years later. But it was also special. Honor is something that, like, has been an evolving um, topic that I'm learning about and understanding ever since my dad passed away like you know like the honor your father and mother became more important when my dad passed away 
of like how do I keep honoring my dad and his legacy? Yeah. But how do I honor my mom now? Because that's been a dynamic that's been hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, as a pastor, now she's, you know, before it was dad and mom leading the church. Mom took over as lead pastor. Dad was doing missions. Um, but the, he was still in the picture. So, like, conversations were still, um, you know, mom led them. But dad would come in and, and, and there was a different dynamic. And now it's just mom and I. I'm sorry. It's just mom leading with some uh, uh, people on the, the the board. But now, like, there's more friction because, like, mom and I are similar in certain ways. So, like, that was a that's been difficult to, like, oh gosh like with dad here it was different like i i could be heard like things were understood a certain way but now mom and so that was like challenging and and you know i was like god how do i honor my mom you know dynamics are hard you know it was easier to honor her before when dad was around (laughs) because he he had a way of helping things and now it's he's not here and so that's that's honor 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 has been something i'm trying to learn about and so this memorial was like I don't think I've honored my dad. Like this celebration of life was an important aspect un- of honoring my dad. Uh, it was a blessing. It was a little bit of a weight, you know. I met with my mom and my sister, and we talked about what they wanted, what when it'd be done, and I basically took the rest of the workload. My sister helped me with a little bit of uh, some of it, um, but you know, is once it was done, I was like, oh. like that whole week, there's like man um, you know it was a, it was a weight i wanted to do it but it was also like a, a weight um but it was special to see people um that i hadn't seen in a long time uh especially to hear uh, stories of people sharing about dad and um one guy came up to me he's like hey i had a, i went on a mission trip with your dad and it changed my life i've started a nonprofit missionary uh ministry because of that one trip your mm-hmm. that trip with your dad changed my life and the video that mm-hmm. she shows me <laughs> is my uh he the uh, this guy he's in the passenger front seat uh pastor orlando is driving in the back seat is adrian um pastor orlando's uh son um with uh special needs and like music is going like uh, uh latin music is like playing in the car and they're just being silly. And then he pants to my dad. My dad's like wearing two glasses. He's looking like a goof. Like he's at, <laughs> uh, on purpose just being silly. And they're like just dancing. And he's like, this mission trip changed my life. <laughs> 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 and the video is like, like you know, grown men just being silly. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was dad like that. Was, he was joyful, intentional in preaching the gospel. Mm. Um, but just funny and goofy. Um, and, and so just listening and it's just like, and then him telling me, I want you to go, I, I, I want you to be part of this. I want you to take me down to Costa Rica. I want to do a mission trip down there. Um, and then one of the words I, I received, um, after was, um, uh, from Didi. She helped dad when he, when she worked, when dad worked at Eastern Star, um, she said, carry the mantle as mm. you were leading worship, God kept on telling me carry the mantle to tell you carry the mantle carry the mantle and i still don't know what that fully means Mm -hmm. my mind went to elisha and elijah Mm -hmm. throwing the mantle on him um and i'm still trying to figure that out but Didi tells me that and then next i'm talking to i just forgot his name about wanting me to go to mission trips on him 
and how that well I just heard carry the mantle mm-hmm. mission work you know and and what does that look like moving forward work is still an evolving thing um and ministry opportunities are coming up um but I've crazy thing I've seen oh but my family came my aunt and two cousins came my dad's best friend came Orlando Pastor Orlando and that Friday and Saturday they were with us and it was I felt like a little kid I haven't seen I haven't been around my family like that in 15 20 years Mm. yeah so just to be with family I felt like it was 2004 Christmas (laughs) and I was like as a foreigner like I didn't realize this but I was like it was a weird feeling. I was like, what is this feeling? Oh, this is the feeling of being around family mm-hmm. and having family close by. Cause yep. like here it's only been, my parents are essentially missionaries here. Yeah. You always think of the missionaries leaving the U S and going to another country. <laughs> my parents are missionaries from Costa Rica that came to the U S. Wow. Um, and I was like, Oh, I guess this is one of the, uh, I don't want to call it negative, but this is a consequence of being a missionary yeah. in a foreign country. Yeah. Um, you don't have your family, mm. and it, but it was special. And out of that, like uh, a a um, desire to honor my dad's family by being with them. Like now we're talking about going down to Thanksgiving, um, and that's another aspect of honor. I'm like, hey, they're still my family. Like, a, but I've kind of not connected with them, and I need to. Mm. Um, but it was special. My best friend. Dalo and his family came. They stayed with us a whole week. Um, so kind of have a little uh, staycation the week after that. And it was just a blessing to be around family um, and celebrate my dad's life. And there's been things that have happened since that point. Um, God's opened doors. There's been blessings that have arrived to my hand that this past Sunday my friend and his family left on Saturday. On Sunday, I received an envelope from someone. Lauren actually says, hey, such and such family gave us this envelope. I was like, oh, what's it about? And they said, they just wanted to bless us. I opened the envelope. The money that was in the envelope was the money that we used during my friend's stay for our staycation. Mm. Like, it was, like, so somebody wow. paid for our staycation Amen. with their friends. That happened couple doors have opened since that and i i see i I think what i'm trying i'm seeing is honor there's a blessing in honoring and almost i don't know if this is right but i almost feel like there's certain blessings that were on hold because i hadn't honored my father's life Mm -hmm. hadn't done that formal aspect of honoring him and it's like you've honored okay this has been waiting for you um, and that's just, that's not, I'm not preaching Bible there. I, I think that's, I'm trying to figure out if that's that. Um, I do believe there's blessing and honor. We, we've talked about that. Um, but that, that's kind of what I think I've been learning here lately.